This is Cult Scenes K-Pop Unmuted, a podcast dedicated to in-depth discussion of K-Pop. We're your hosts, Stephen Knight, Alexis Odoyan, and Joe Palmer. And on this episode, we're discussing Mnet's competition show, Queendom. Alexis, you want to start us off with uh, explaining sort of what the concept is behind this show? Sure. So... The basic premise of Queendom is a show that would host six trending girl group acts, or more like five and a solo act, which was Park Bomb from 21. Right. And it was to determine, like, quote unquote, who, like, the real number one was or something like that. And then by they would, like, go through a kind of like a competition. And by the end, they would win like a comeback um, showcase. Yeah, so they accumulated points each round and then the winner gets... I'm not familiar with this. Does that mean they get a whole show or they just get a couple extra stages on an Mnet show? No, so you know how when, for example, to anyone, when they, every time they would do a comeback, like YG would host like this big show just for their fans and it was like a showcase? For, right. And then they would like televise it or, or I don't even know if but like on V Live or something. And boy groups get those all the time because they have the fan base, I guess, but girl groups don't. Because even when they were that I remember in the first few episodes when they were talking about that and they were like all the girl groups were saying like, Oh, like oh, we would really want that, blah blah blah. And Park Bomb is just like sitting there not saying anything because <laughs> like she had that, you know. But yeah. When I remember when they first announced the show, there was like this entire controversy about like pitting women against each other. And then like because some groups were newer than the other ones and some had stronger fan bases than the other ones. But as we got to see the show, like I think I don't know, like not to get super corny, but it was kind of cute to see how by the end, it was honestly just everyone hyping each other up and just like supporting each other. And that was something cool to see. Yeah, no, that was nice. They did have some of those little Mnet aspects where they had to vote for who was, what group was worse than Yeah, them, that was or... AF, <laughs> where right. they were just like, well, Park Bomb thinks that, oh, my girl is trash. Right. <laughs> but, but it wasn't as bad as it is on some of their other, on the produced shows and so on, as far as putting people in uncomfortable yeah, situation. I think it was more because like like the members didn't let the show do that to them. I feel yeah. like like that yeah, was yeah. also cool to see that you could see how Mnet was Mnetting, and <laughs> they were just like, "No, we're cool." Right? Yeah, they, it seems like they kind of rebelled on the first episode. I think one group chose randomly the group below them. And oh yeah. When they when they showed the final votes, it seemed like there were a couple of groups that didn't have any votes for the group below them. I think they they structured it, the episodes quite cleverly in that sense as well, in that the first three were just straight the competition. Pretty much only you'd see the groups with themselves. They're talking about their performances, and um, it sort of builds a sort of competitiveness with them, with a kind of an unspoken thing, and you know potential. They have places, you know, Park Bomb mentioned she was fifth twice in a row you know g-man is joking that she doesn't care about the rankings but then right afterwards i think for the fourth and fifth episodes up to the sixth i think actually that they sort of bring them together and they do little tasks together and it kind of makes it a bit more personal and they have relationships between each other again which then in turns towards the end it kind of builds a 
different sort of emotional stake for everyone watching. So even though the, the sort of shadier aspects of it weren't quite working maybe as well as they wanted them to, it built a kind of, a quite a, a respectful, you know, kind of competition between each of the groups that that wasn't like ever nasty, that they could never even twist it to make it nasty as much as they'd like to. But I thought it, it kind of gave it a good fun edge towards the end because I thought actually the opening three were quite dull. Aside from the performance, it's quite dull episodes. And even though how Mnet actually structured the show, like it, like they, you know how when they were doing those, like if when they were like the chats that they were saying like, mm. oh, this member said like that looked kind of fake. I don't even know yeah. if it was fake or not, but yeah, they they reproduced like a supposed group chat among uh-huh. the groups where they sent messages to each other. Yeah, but by the end, like you could see that maybe they did have one. Not that Mnet was in on it and just like pulling from the content from it but you know you would see some some younger younger mem- members calling the the older ones honey and stuff like that and then you know even just park bomb who's been on the record before saying how you know she doesn't really follow girl groups because like she's not a fan and blah 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 and then she comes into the show and you know like that that moment where oh my girl is so excited to meet her and she's just like uh, who are you <laughs> And right. and by the end, she's like close to everyone. And okay, maybe this is like too soon, but it was like really nice to see Bom again, just being herself and just being like silly and yeah. like happy because her whole storyline was very sad. And I mean, her story is sad, but it was nice to see her like, I don't know if any of you watch when she was on Roommate and she was shy, but she had those moments when she felt comfortable, where she was just like funny and playful. And I think we got to see that again. And that was really cool. And also by the end, you know, she's, you know, she connected with this girl from Oh My Girl and like the rest. And she's like, oh, let's let's be close. Let's talk every day. And I thought that was really, really nice to see. Yeah, it made me think of Roommate too. That's That's the last time I remember her being on a reality-ish type show and remember the she got booted off the yeah. show partway through and even though this this wasn't a great platform for her you know she as a solo artist yeah. and, and so on and, and not not necessarily as a great performer other than vocally depending on your opinion which I kind of like her but she has her lane it's yeah, very right. specific and yeah I agree that it didn't always work with during the show because she was competing against groups and like these lively performances and she has like a very specific um, style that she does and yeah I feel like it was like it it was stacked against her in every performance but it was great to see her in the role of a respected senior that everybody just you know they would just gush about how legendary she is and how great she is and and so on and you know it was unclear how she would be accepted back into the industry when she first started performing again. So it, that part was great to see. It had great moments where, you know, cause exactly like you said, um, no one really knew, knew how the public or the industry would treat her when she came back. So it was actually super refreshing and nice to see how, you know, when like that, ep- okay, I guess we'll get into it later, but that episode when they did each other's song, they and then you know like Mama Moo started playing, what was it, Lonely or 
don't remember. Go away. Go away. Yeah, cool. go away. And then they're just like, you know, singing and dancing to it. And they're all like, oh, I haven't listened to this song in so much. And everyone's like, oh, you, she inspired me to become a singer. And like, oh, she's legendary and blah, blah, blah. And that was really cool to see how, like, yeah, it was just mostly noise from like, I don't know, haters that just didn't want her, didn't want to see her back. But it was nice to see that, you know, like other singers, other professionals in her industry were supportive of her. And by the way, we forgot to say at the start for our listeners who haven't seen the show or haven't seen it to the end, there will be spoilers in this episode. I mean, what will you click so, on this episode if you didn't I want? Know. But you have to say Yeah, it. for sure. So, <laughs> spoilers ahead. Spoiler number one, Park Boom came in last. Yeah. <laughs> Which was expected. Like, she was... All, I mean, didn't yeah. she always place fifth? Yeah. Pretty much. Which, honestly, that's last place because the actual six weeks always changed. And it was just based on, like, popularity or something. But she was, like, always fifth. Sure. Always fifth. Well, so what was it based on? Because as this is an interesting time to be talking about an Mnet competition show. Um, there's, of course, a lot of controversy about yeah. accusations and investigations and admissions of vote rigging in the produced series. And I can't remember, there's something about idle school. Is that, is that part of that? Yeah. Whole mess? Yeah. Too? More, that was more to do with uh, working conditions, I think, but probably yeah. rigging as well. I, I don't see why they would stop there. One thing about this show is there's not really the same incentive to rig the show because you're not, it's not a group that you're putting together that you're going to be promoting. I mean, I guess you could still take payoffs and so on, but plus the most popular and relevant group one. So, right. Right. The only thing I could think of that they might rig is it, the reason I thought of this is you were talking about the sixth place who came in last. They had a rule that if you came in last twice, that you would be off the show, which added drama, but I doubt that Ednet really wanted to kick one of these groups off the show. So I could see them making sure that nobody got that. Yeah, I mean, I can't like can't imagine that it was ever possible in their contracts or whenever they signed to do this that they could be kicked off of it. You know, I don't think you could kick off someone like Park Bomb from a show like yeah. this. Um, it would be maybe, a yeah, maybe it was rigged in the sense that they would like switch out groups to be last. Or yeah. something like that. Or, you know, maybe even not put Park Bomb always in six. But <laughs> who knows? Like, like Eminent has lost all credibility. So now everything mm-hmm. is judged. Yeah, and, and it's it's interesting comparing this to, like, the produce shows where even before knowing there was vote rigging actually happening, a show like produce is rigged by its editing either way. There's too many people. Yeah in the show to be able to give them all a fair shot. Whereas at least with this one, like I was saying in the first one, it's just the groups talking about their song. It's not exactly riveting television, but it's everyone's getting their equal amount of time and you can't really take that away from them. So it is like, yeah, there's just way less possibility to be rigged in this case. Um, although it could have been rigged in favor, maybe of, yeah, Park Bomb, give her a fourth place, you know, that would have been nice. <laughs> So let's jump into the actual performances. Yeah, sweet. So round one was the representative hit song section. So each group just picked one of their biggest hits and performed it, basically. What stood out to you guys about that that round? Well, I think that the like the winner 
was um it was idol right g idol i never know whether to call them g idol or idol well so i actually have an update on that because i struggle with that too but i heard many speaking in english call them g idol yeah isn't yeah so i think we're okay with g idol internationally and idol in korean which okay but anyway i think that it was it like it yeah like they deserve to to win that one because yeah. it was like it was Latata was a big song last year and it and it you know like got them the monster rookie kind of thing and then they come into the show and they rearranged it yeah so for those who haven't seen it so uh, G Idol did Latata with a like a uh, sorcery sort of concept and it had a spell incantation at the start and it was very uh, dramatic stage I think that for their first performance, I think it was great. But my issue with G Idol during the show is that they did that same concept every time. Like every yeah. time. The, la- the only one time that they didn't was when they got problematic and they did fire the next episode. But that's, you know, a little bit further down the line. But for the first for the first episode, like, yeah, give them their props. But then they did the same thing every episode. And that's when by Lion, I was like, girl, like, I think, yeah, they were easily the best in the first. They, they seemed to be the only group who were like actually ready for what that show wanted you to do. You know, oh, my girl did a fairly standard version of Secret Garden. Lovelies tried the sort of sexy thing with Achu and it just really didn't work at all. And again, Park Bomb, who's like, you say doing the same thing every time, who's just doing a ballad every time. And then, She did have a choir, which was kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, it was fun. And it, like, she's really hitting on the nostalgia like things there, obviously with yeah. her, her first solo song, which was a big deal at the time. And she would continue to reference to anyone throughout the show. And Mama Moo's stage was uh, pretty much their basic concert performance, right? Which they're really good at. Yeah, I thought it was quite good in comparison to most yeah. of them. But yeah. yeah, no one went the step that took the step that Idol took. And it's it's watching the show and you, you kind of judge what you see, but it's hard not to see that Jun Soyeon is really pushing them as far as they can go. And she's kind of shown herself to be not just a great performer, but a, a, a really good leader and producer for them. Well, I, I agree with, I had the same impression. I think G Idol really set the bar for everybody. And, and especially, Oh My Girl and Lovely seemed like they were sort of surprised, like, Oh, are we doing, this is what we're doing. Yeah. That when, after last time, it was when everyone was kind of like, Oh, we have to try. <laughs> you know, they did a remix, but not a very elaborate stage. And then, G Idol just did a mama level special stage, maybe even maybe even at a higher level than that. Yeah, and I mean honestly, Mama Moo, like they even said it. They were like, Oh, we're just gonna do what we do at our concerts, which yeah. not everyone had seen their concerts. So, you know, that was to their to their advantage. But it but yeah, they didn't really like, you know, went like the 
G Idol route where they came out, came up with this entirely new thing. It was just like this thing that the public hadn't seen before, except their fans. But, you know, in my opinion, Mamamoo kind of struggled when they got out of that type of performance. You know, they're, they, they have obviously great vocals and stage presence and crowd interaction, and they seem like they're having fun on stage, which is always good for a, a concert type atmosphere. But when they started doing concepts, to me, they struggled. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that for me, Mamamoo, like they throughout the entire show, I feel like they stayed in their comfort zone and they're popular enough that it worked to their advantage. Like they have enough fans that would vote for them. But in terms of like innovation and or like growing, like I didn't see anything from Mamamoo in that sense. Their stages were still, you know, very them, very good. But, you know, whereas like, oh, my girl. They stayed themselves, but they grew so much, you know, like that's what I got out of Oh My Girl. Like they were the group that um, actually showed new sides to them without, you know, stirring soup, like going a completely other direction, like kind of lovelies did that didn't work for them. Like they were always themselves. They were just like pushing the envelope within the, um, you know, their concept. Mm-hmm. I thought that about Mama Moo, that they would push on and become the best when they were not the best, but like they would do much better than they did. And I think watching them perform throughout, obviously we and seem to be absent quite a bit for whatever reason, but it seemed that moon, moon was the only one who actually cared. I don't know. She seems the most, all of them are charismatic, but she seems the most kind of like in a group show friendly in terms of just trying her hardest, most kind of idle, kind of a typical idol, I guess of them. And I think she did great all throughout the thing, but the rest of them kind of just felt like they were turning up and doing their warbling, which they're which they are good at, and shouting like "Let's go!" But <laughs> they definitely didn't. Yeah, it didn't work after this one. Well, okay, moving on to the second performance, which was covering each other's songs. Yeah, I think this was the most interesting round. For sure. Should we start with the good or the bad, Alexis? You mentioned <laughs> Lovelies cover they they got some kind of they won some kind of mission and so they got to choose the idea was they switched songs with other groups so oh my girl and lovelies had to cover each other's songs but lovelies won some kind of competition so they got to choose any song they wanted to i think that um like the reasoning behind why they chose six cents was i'm um kind of cool because you know they were saying because they were sixth place the last time and now they're doing six cents but it didn't work for them because like they performed brown eyed you know, I mean, Six Sense as brown eyed girls. They didn't perform it as lovelies. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't, you know, like translate well. It didn't like no one believed that of them, you know? Like when Oh My Girl took Dest like granted they, that that's something that throughout the show they talked about a lot that Lovelies and Oh My Girl have a similar concept. And, you know, to probably not after this show, but before the show, like I confuse them all the time, like interchangeability. I know. I'm sorry, (laughs) Sumi. But I think that and that's like one of the things Like I came out a fan of Oh My Girl out of this show. And I think that it was interesting how Oh My Girl, like I think this is probably one of their best performances um, of Oh My Girl because they took a lovely song from a group that they know they're very similar to and they somehow made it a different and be their own. But also I do think that lovelies learned 
from this and they were like okay like we're not girl crush we're not gonna do that anymore and where so i think that throughout the show that they did what kind of oh my girl did but not as successfully where they kept doing their core concept i guess but you know just try to change it up a little bit and by the end of it i think that it was like you could see the growth but in this challenge like no they i am i'm seeing right here that they came in fourth they did not deserve fourth place like i'm sorry last place was idol and honestly i don't know why they rank so low because like they yeah, that was good they did so they did fire 21 song fire i really don't think that the audience there or their fans or anyone were taking into account that soyeon said that it was going to be like an ethnic chic concept and no. like all these you know like of the African drums and like every like they did not take that into account at all. No. So I don't so just you know judging by the performance and ignoring everything like it was an energetic performance and it and you know and it was a show. So I don't understand why they came in six. I'm not exactly mad at it because of the concept, but I don't understand why they came in last when there was lovelies right there. Uh, well, I I personally thought lovelies were far better than Idol in this case. Uh, the Fire performance, yeah. Aside from the, even those problematic aspects, was, um, was pretty tame. It was, again, sort of like, Idol just doing twenty one, which is not even a stretch for them. At least love, at least Lovely's doing Brown Eyed Girls is slightly different. Love, going into this whole show, I would have Lovely's. I would have been shouting for them. I think that they are really not made for a show like this at all, though, because. Mm-hmm. Their group is, they're very group focused. They're not performance focused. Their songs have, you know, big hooks and they're more about um, melodies and hooks rather than, you know, a dance or a rap or something that is a bit more interchangeable with other groups. And they don't have, you know, particularly strong members either, you know. I think Miju is often a highlight of the show, but always in between performances. Her performances are fine, but her. Uh, aside from the cameo performance, it's just her on the show being funny and ridiculous that kind of makes her stand out. Yeah, I think Lovely's strength, if they the, th- the thing they didn't do the whole show was, I think they have really great vocals, at like way down the pecking order of vocals. And, and when they've really wowed people in the past has been when they do these acapella performances yeah. and harmonies and things like that. And there wasn't any of that, you know, they tried to, as you have discussed, show their versatility, do a different concept, and they didn't. They didn't hit that vocal part at all because they have they have a number of really great vocalists. And they they did it a couple of times. It's the thing I like they do where they pair up members, um, mm-hmm. like uh, like Miju and Jisoo and Ye and Ga, and it, it works quite nicely with songs with cuter songs. Particularly those voices are kind of smaller. Um, but it doesn't work for something like Six Sense, you know, with like maybe the great <laughs> yeah. greatest vocalist girl group of the decade. Yeah, they really played themselves um, with that one, with that but, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Six Sense is probably my favorite K-pop song, but this shows the danger of covering a song 
especially a great song is you're going to be compared to the artists that you're covering. And so when they're, especially when they performed it so in such a similar style to Brown Eyed Girls, you know, you're, you're hearing the Brown Eyed Girls version in your head and as good as Lovely's vocals are, they sound kind of thin in parts compared to Brown Eyed Girls. And then especially that highlight, I think it's, is it Jay? How's that pronounced? Jay, Jay? Jay from Brown Eyed Girls. Jay, yeah. yeah. Jay, where Jay hits that, you know, she hits that high note and then she goes to the next like Mariah Carey level note. Yeah. That's one of the highlights of the song. You're waiting for that. And then you have Kay singing it, who has really good range, but she can't sing. Nobody can sing that note. No. So she just sings the same note twice, and it just highlights the fact that, oh, this group isn't as good as Brown Eyed Girls. And I think this was like a good exercise in, you know, who had the range and who didn't, because, you know, AOA took a Mama Moo song, and they didn't even, mm -hmm. you know, like completely changed it like you could definitely see mama moo maybe doing what aoa did but because of aoa ace like their concept and what they are known for like it was you know so i don't know like revolutionary it was so impressive but, it, but because it was coming from aoa whereas if you would see that from mama moo it would be like well yeah that's what you do and i actually i don't know what you guys think but i actually didn't like mama moo's um reinterpretation of good luck because i didn't i didn't like that whole thing of like splitting them like okay you're gonna do this style and you're gonna do this style yeah so explain what explain what they did a little bit for people who haven't seen it yeah so again when mama Moo started i i guess it was because they had just wrapped up their concerts that they were still like in concert mood and like those first two performances they were just like oh let's just do what we do in our concerts yeah let's just do what we do in our concerts so i don't i mean i've never seen mama moose concert but i think that they each have like a stage or something and because they have different styles which honestly not even but they think that they're really different so each one sang like a portion of the song of AOA's good luck in their style and like solar was like this show tuny big band type of thing and then Huaza was it like reggae like any anyway? yeah. kind of hip hoppy yeah that, we're gonna do rag yeah that was you know mama <laughs> moo but anyway yeah. and then Moonbill, I don't even remember what she did she had some kind of like dancers on leashes and uh, I don't really remember exactly the musical style. Of course, she was rapping, but yeah, very I think, aggressive sort of. I think that's where like the fact that they are such a big group and they have fans. Mm -hmm. I think that's that it played to their favor because I didn't think that it was like this super great performance. Honestly, I honestly I I like Mama Moo, but that performance was terrible. Yeah, was in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, each the I, breaking it up like that didn't work. And each section was bad. Yeah, and honestly, nothing good about I it. I felt it was kind of shady when you know, because the groups would talk to each other and they they would give each other like um like notes or whatever of you know like this is the point of the song or like do this. And when they talked, AOA was like our our signature the the whole point of the song like oh, our yeah. signature is like the dance move of like good luck. And Mama was just right. like, yeah, no, we're not gonna do that. 
no, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> and I was just like, it's once at the end, yeah. And it's just like, it's just the hand movement. Like you couldn't be like, yeah, you're like good luck. <laughs> like it was just, it see, it came off of like, like just shady of just being like, nah, we don't want your input in our performance. Well, so we haven't talked about the standout performance really of round two, which is oh my girl covering uh, Lovely's Destiny. Yeah, that 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 was amazing. They did so they did like a traditional Korean music concept. The obviously they remixed it, but they they used some traditional instruments and danced barefoot and had scarves and things. A very dramatic. It was a beautiful performance, honestly. Destiny is like easily one of my favorite lovely songs, and but it, it's a great song, yeah. And it's and the good thing about it, it's not like it's basically one of their only singles that isn't just like totally cute, ego style. So it's easy to kind of take and maybe manipulate a bit more. And um, even missing Yua, who like this song, this performance is so suited perfectly suited to her, and they still sort of use her at the end, which is great, but it still works so so well. Yeah, so she um, was injured, and, and they kind of, kind of worked around that. Yeah, she hurt her ankle, I think, and she came on to do some like cool hand movements and stuff. Yeah, the, the 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 Korean instrumentals I thought was perfect. Kind of, they had this sort of circular motion to how they kind of come around, and these riffs go around and around. And to me, like Destiny was always kind of a circular song. It kind of came around to do it, like obviously the the moon and those cycles. Um, and yeah, just like easily, the, well, for me. The performance of the whole whole show, I think, and um, was a, was a great, um, you know, maybe obvious to Oh My Girl fans, but it was like, here they are, and like they can do what Idol has been doing, but maybe in a, a more uh, elegant, refined way. I think it also gave them a chance. Something they didn't do in the first round was it allowed them to show off their vocals. You know, I mean, they finally unleashed Sunghee and. You know, Hyojung is a great uh, vocalist too, and they they really hit it in that performance. Yeah, I think it was this, this show in general actually was good for giving groups and particularly members of groups like more of a vocal chance. Like like Binny, I think. Yeah, she you know, surprised me. She was me too. Great. I just thought she was a um, a dancer, and then by the end, that she's just like, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, she's belting. Um, you know, same with maybe like Sol Hyun and Heijong in the mm-hmm. AOA, who who did it like an equally really good job in Egotistic, which was mentioned before. But and Mini and G Idol, I think, got a lot of fans. Oh yeah, vocals. that that surprised me too. I didn't I didn't realize that she was such a good vocalist. Yeah, yeah, and like even like Mion is supposed to be their 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 right. lead vocalist, but I think most people would agree that Mini is just as good ability, but also way more interesting. Uh, vocal like right. kind of texture and we can't talk about vocalists without talking about park bomb i think that han like she like she took that song and she made it her own granted like yeah because we're used i i mean i think that what was kind of detrimental to bomb is that she's never been like the most how to like rhythmic i guess so even just like stand you know like 
whenever she like throughout the show whenever she would incorporate like even just like the tiniest bit of choreography like i thought that it was kind of awkward yeah i don't like i don't know if i don't like i'm trying to think back to to anyone like i don't remember her ever being that awkward but you know i don't know maybe it has to do with like her confidence i don't know but i think that that she really tried in this one and i liked it i don't think it was the best but vocally i do think that what she did was really cool and that she made that song her own I was constantly worried for Bum. It's kind of just like, yeah, she seems a very frail kind of character now, and that it, she always feels like she may fall apart at times. But her voice was almost always perfect and like just as good as it had been. I think there was some strategic cutting away while mm-hmm. she kind of took a, a breath. You know, I I, I saw Bart bits with her duet with Yo Jung as well. But it's like you know she's been through a lot, and it's. As you said earlier, it's been really nice to be able to see her perform and perform well and to you know, remember that kind of starlit time she had in her life. So moving on now to the third performance, which was the unit competition, which those episodes were so long and so yeah. unnecessarily long. Like yeah. I was just, I think, on, okay, so I didn't watch it. Like I should, stopped should for like Should we explain what the, what the unit competition is? Yeah. So they basically like split them up between like the vo- the main vocalists the main dancers and then everyone else like it just wasn't included in that so it yeah. was like it was yeah. one member per group and and boom in the vocalist and then they did one thing where Bum brought some someone in from Brave Girls right, to be her Joe dancer. you yeah Joe you can tell me the name it's Unji yeah so she, cause she had, cause yeah, cause throughout the show they would have like these cards that were like some a benefit, and apparently Bum had one one where it was like I don't know even what you what what did they call it, just like a lifeline, like a lifeline like a, whenever yeah, like she a, needed help, yeah, and she yeah. used it to like bring this girl in and do the performance for her. I mean, if anything was rigged, it would have to be that, right? Because Bone yeah. was not going to yeah. be in the dance unit. Yeah, no. Yeah, and those she couldn't, were, she couldn't no. be in both anyway. It'd be in, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- those cards were definitely rigged because at the beginning, like, they would show whatever they had to do to, like, win them. But then they stopped, and then it was just suddenly, like, oh, like, Bum had this lifeline, and oh, Lovelies could change song, and then something else. And then it was like, oh, um, Mama Moo could change the order of the performances. And it was just like, when did this happen? <laughs> the bomb one, I think they didn't even show her do the challenge, like, which is just like, it's so blatant. An interesting thing to me about the unit competition was the groups didn't necessarily pick their best or most talented member for to be the vocalist or the dancer, right? So yeah. like Lovelies, obviously Miju yeah. would be the dancer. Um, but she wasn't selected, and oh my girl, Sunhee no, yeah. is their vocalist, but she wasn't the vocalist that they that they I used. I think I do think that Yeon has traditionally been the. Is she labeled the dancer? The yeah. dancer for Lovelies, 
Yeah, usually she has, well, obviously, as you see in the show, she has a, a more kind of contemporary background. But I think with the vocalist particularly, yeah, Hyo Jung, definitely not. Minnie, Hei Jung, definitely Or even not. with AOA, I always thought that Yuna was the main vocalist, and then they sent Hyo Jung. Yeah. And, and I was right. I didn't understand Hei that. Jung, so maybe yeah. it was just like who was available. Yeah. I also think that Hei Jung is just way more interesting of a person than uh, Yuna, and I think that might be why. Because they get a lot of screen true. time, and uh, Hei Jung is like the pretty one of the pretty ones, and Yuna is like nice Hei and fun, was but not so particularly interesting. Funny too that at the lemon episode I just can't get over. You know, <laughs> one one of the competitions to yeah. get a to get some kind of bonus was eating a lemon, and then you have to whistle, and that like three of them had to do it within a minute or something. And and Hei Jung was just you know this is so, going to be so easy. Oh, finally something we can do. And then she was the first yeah. one up. She shoved the whole lemon in her mouth, and her eyes just got as big as saucers and just her facial expressions the whole time of just struggling with it and being so surprised. And after she spit it out, she says that that lemon was so big. <laughs> you know, I mean, she, she was really funny. <laughs> Actually, AOA, Jimin, yeah. and they were all really good. Yeah. Jimin. Yeah. It, it's really nice to see them as the, like the kind of comfortable right. seniors now. And they, obviously like they're kind of coming back. They want to make it big again, but they're also seem very like just, comfortable to enjoy themselves um and kind of like bask in that yeah the power they once had and then that was like another big theme um in the show that it was like the first time that aoa was doing anything as like a five member group after the two members left and they did address it at the beginning when they were like oh like what is it gonna work like is the public gonna receive us the same way and i think that like this was a good show for them to sh- to show how <laughs> a good show for them to show how how they're you know adapting to being a five member group and I think that every perform and I feel like now I don't know if because it's, it's because of their age or I or because they're you know like in a more senior position but I think that this also was a good show for them to showcase like another side to them like every performance that they did was sexy but it wasn't as sexual as their you know their other their songs that they're known for so i think it's it was a good platform for them to be like this is who we are now yeah they didn't you know perform in rankings that well but i think that aoa was one of the groups that delivered the some of the best performances like objective objectively <laughs> among international fans anyway everyone seems to be talking about aoa the most from what i could see on twitter and whatnot yeah and sort of kind of woke queens also the whole time you know obviously oh. bringing on the kind of drag guys for their egotistic yeah we kind of skipped over that but yeah i know I... <laughs> because i'm gonna talk <laughs> about it at the <laughs> end <laughs> But anyway, unit competition. <laughs> that was kind of a shit show. Yeah. Like how they like they scrambled to pick the units. Like it just dragged along. <laughs> it was just like you should have just like it just just do it randomly or something. Yeah, so they paired up the vocalists into three groups and that was took a long time to accomplish. Yeah, because they had to like agree with each other who they wanted and everyone just wanted to be with Hwasa. It was interesting. Hwasa was pretty much the number one choice. Mm. Right. Yeah, everyone wanted her, and she was kind of like, like, no, I can't deal with this. And it was so funny to see Kay just like 
how <laughs> abrasive she was and like determined. Like I was very surprised. And because they talk about it a lot, how Mama Moo, like they're shy or whatever. And, and just to see, like, because I don't know, like I would kind of expect the characters to be the other way around because of how Hwasa is on stage yeah. and how Kay is. And it was like, Kay was like super like on top of Hwasa and always being like, oh, let's be friends. Let's be close. Let's be this. And Hwasa is just like, oh my God, leave me alone. But I'm too polite to say, leave me alone. <laughs> it's funny that Kay is still acting like she always does. She still like seems cute and young and innocent, but like they're the same age. And she's like, oh, you're mine now, you know. And we're gonna sing together. We're always gonna sing together. And it was really cute to see Park Bomb and um the Oh My Girl yeah, Girl. Yeah. Like that was cute. How she was just like like oh I can sing oh because that's the thing that Bomb wanted to sing a ballad oh, and no, everyone so. else was just like uh no we don't want to do ballads and um Hyo Jung was just like I can do ballads. She's like I'll do a ballad with you. I'll do anything <laughs> with you. Yeah. And Bomb was kind of like okay yeah you then. They were really cute. Yeah, they were a great pair. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hyojung and Minnie were a mess, but they were a funny mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kay and Hwasa won the, the vocal part. And I think, I mean, fair to say that they're the, the best vocalist. But what did you, what did you guys, were they your favorite uh, out of the three groups? Mm, no. I mean, if it were me, I would really rather listen to i'm not, i'm not going to say that you know on an american idol scale that they should win but if i had to listen to those songs every day for a week i would much rather listen to uh Jung and Minnie to instagram yeah i think that was like probably one of the first performances when everyone was kind of like wow yeah they yeah. were it's like or i didn't expect Minnie's, that out of those Minnie's two, right? range like like i'm not really a fan of the song like dean's instagram yeah but Minnie's vocals on this song like she made it her own and it was so I don't it was just so easy to listen to and just really good I think probably they should have won or um Park Bom and Kyojong because it was such a emotional performance, you know, like they just like were crying on stage. That's true. You yeah. know, like they just like like that was an amazing performance. Like Hwasan K just whispered the whole damn thing. But geez, but they're the popular ones, yeah. you know. So I think of they, course they won. Hwasan K thought like, oh, our voices are really different. We can just sing our normal voices and it'll turn out great. And it just. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, it paired really well. I'm like, no, it didn't. Yeah. It really didn't at all. It just sounded like two people singing the same th- song, but at different times. And it, it was. But I, I, to be honest, I thought most of them were fairly uninteresting. I think aside from the emotion and, you know, Park Bom and Hyo Jung, none of them really got to me in any ways. I think Minnie is, is definitely great and shown that she doesn't just have that kind of quirky indie voice and that she can go a bit further than that but aside from that it it, it really felt very low-key in, in all aspects it was interesting to me you know over there were points throughout this show where there was sort of a gay friendly mm. subtext or not mm. even subtext you know for Kay and Hwasa to do wish you were gay yeah. like a female duet yeah. that sort of jumped yeah out I, w- I kept waiting for someone to say something about the song and they didn't 
but and i so i was kind of torn between like is this like so normalized that it's like no one has to say anything about it or is everyone just you know like going around the subject and just being like oh this is a really popular song and it's so good let's just do it and not say like you're both wishing that the guy was gay because he doesn't like you so but yeah like i i mean i didn't see it you know like as an issue but but yeah it was kind of like waiting for someone oh is that what the song's about yeah yeah they break up they break i thought it was two i thought it was two women and one of them wishes the other no No. so it's about dating a guy and they break up and you want him to be gay because he doesn't like you and that would be like easier that's a little less straightforward yeah oh yeah interpretation for a female i can tell you how much i wish i didn't want to stay I also think that Billie Eilish is like so gigantic in Korea that again it's just one of those things they just didn't care about enough that it's a Billie Eilish song first and foremost afterwards they say gay you know which I I do love the end when Kay is like sort of doing her like you know big belty voice thing saying I just wish you were gay it's quite funny to me but uh it is nice this and especially with the dance afterwards actually with Sujin's tango with the woman was quite sexual, you know, and they, they mm-hmm. had their hands on each other mm-hmm. as well. And I think beforehand, you know, the reality shows of even four or five years ago, everyone would have made mention of that. They would have been like, Oh, I can't look or, you know, whereas oh, this time yeah. they're just like, they're just like, woo, woo. Yeah. Like that. I was going to leave this for the end, but like one thing that stood out to me during the show was like during AOA's um, performance of, egotistic when they had like the dancers the voguers and i wouldn't call them drag queens they seem more like you know like gender non-conforming or like gender fluid or something like that but when they come out like at least the people they showed on screen everyone was like wow yeah and yeah no one was kind of like you know like freaked out or, or like what is happening or anything like that like everyone was like super into it and just like oh my god yeah this is really cool yeah that's true and you know, like I immediately thought back to remember when Girls Generations did Love and the Girls, Love and Girls, how controversial mm. was it to just have drag queens in the background of there? Oh, yeah. So I think that it was like a cool moment where it was like, oh, this seems to be normalized, at least in the industry, you know, like or or not normalized, but at least more acceptable, especially this year that we've seen the same crew in um like the um brown eyed girls latest comeback and then i'm pretty sure it's they're the same dancers from tiffany young's run for your life so i think that you know it 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 is signaling like a change like a really cool change but bringing it back to the performances that was also just popularity like who won first who won now i mean no granted you did do a really good job but you know, like the yeah. girl from Brave Girls did not do bad, and she ended in six. You know, no, that she was have been six. just because. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe, but no one knows her. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. And she was only in the group thing as well. It was very. And then Mumbil got right? second. Um, yeah. how? Yeah. Other than popularity, like no. She's a better dancer than I thought, though. I mean, they don't push her limits in Mama Moo. So, but you did. I was really impressed with you. She did uh, like a 
Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, they're so, so they did like solo cover. stages and then they came together and did one together. Right. But everyone loves Michael Jackson in Korea. Like that was very like on the nose. Like if yeah. you do a Michael Jackson song, like you're gonna win first place. They do, but think back to Lovely's covering Six Sense. You're taking a big risk yeah. when you're covering Michael Jackson. You better be good. Like I mean, That's she true. pulled it off. She she mentioned how the choreographer said she'd never seen a good cover of Smooth Criminal, and that was a good cover of That's Smooth true. Criminal. She's one of the great performers in in, in girl groups, at least. Right now, you know, I think a lot of people yeah, don't yeah. recognize her because of Oh My Girl's choreography is good, but it's not, like, very powerful. But in terms of, like, kind of people who can double as great dancers and great singers, very few people can touch her right now. And I think her, her dance, like she said as well beforehand, I think Leah Kim had asked her, you know, what kind of dance do you want to do? And she's like, it just doesn't matter. Like, you know, what, anything you give me, I'll be able to do. And that's very believable watching her kind of become michael jackson for that those two minutes or so for me my highlight of that performance was definitely sujin from g idol it's not only because she's a great dancer but i think that she's really well at like projecting like the feeling you know like she's very expressive like and then and there's like this like sophisticated sexuality about her that yeah. it's not like yeah it's like classy it's not I don't want to say vulgar, but it's but it's like very classy and it's very her and she just like commands it. And it's just like, yeah, she just commands the stage. Like even I was noticing by the end when they were doing Lion and they just like the subtle moment of sitting on a throne, like she's just like, you know, like she knows how to do it. Whereas the rest of the members just sat in the throne yeah. and like gave you like a pose you know like they served you a face and she was just like working her arms and it's just like you know I think she's a very emotive um dancer and that's why she was my highlight of that thing and she came in third she probably deserved first or second but you know that's how it works before we leave this I just want to say that Yan was definitely my favorite of the, the performances she was good yeah. I was surprised yeah she's, she's done what did she do I don't remember she did the the soundtrack for Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, which just oh. in itself is so amazingly iconic. Um, it was like a modern dance. Yeah, but she 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 says it kind of in training as well, and people say about it. But she's so light, you know. She's really feather like in how she kind of almost glides, and her hands, she kind of waves her arms, and they seem to like follow her as she moves across the stage. And again, her hair kind of does that as well with her. It's 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 really really pretty and um particularly with that song which has quite a lot of like thematic things going on that don't really seem to make sense to what she's doing but they say that lends a sort of uh seriousness to it that uh that really works and that she carries quite well and then just to wrap up this section after each one did their own performance they came together and they did power by little mix i mean i didn't love it but i can't i don't I, like as a song choice but i yeah. can't really say anything bad about it like they did really well so i think chanmi actually did better in the group than she did by herself her yeah. her solo dance was actually very light on dance moves it was sort of strange how they choreographed it but then as part of a group she she kind of takes a bit more center stage and kind of brings a power to it that the rest of them don't have agreed 
Well, so the fourth round was called Fandora's Box. And the idea was that uh, the groups supposedly took suggestions from their fans about what song they should do. And it seems like they sort of tended toward album tracks, you know, not promoted singles. I don't know if that was part of the idea, right? For me, what stood out from this one um, was Park Bomb's um, interpretation of Eyes, No Slips. Because when the whole thing with her went down, like she was, you remember that a bunch of YG artists were releasing their own covers of the song and Boom was up next and then the the scandal hit and everything was just canceled and that never came out. So, so when she, yeah, so when she did it, I was just like, yes, like you should have had that cover out too like it was great like she like Taeyang Hu like it was so good well here's a, I had a I had a problem with it though in in the chorus, there's a there's a high falsetto note that Taeyang sings that Park Bohm, I mean, it seemed like she couldn't sing it. She just sort of she did a like a very soft falsetto, like what somebody does does when they can't reach yeah. a note. I don't know if if just her falsetto's not good because she's. I mean, I assume she's got better range, but you know, he sings it in a in a very strong falsetto, and that's again kind of a highlight of the song. Well, and now you're just nitpicking. Sort of seemed to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree because that's like, I think it's something that she has, she's just not capable of doing. Like Alexis said, yeah. she has her lane and she's really good at it, but hitting notes like that really isn't in her ballpark. And yeah, she has some strategic moments where she kind of stops and lets it go by, but to do it there, it doesn't make sense for the performance though. Now, I think Oh My Girl and Lovely's really hit it yeah. in this round and, and especially it was it was especially striking with lovelies because they'd sort of been struggling before and they came back and they did a song called cameo it which is a cute concept it was it was a schoolgirl type concept and they just crushed it i mean they're just so good at that i mean wh- whether they like it or not that is their strong That's suit. what they do yeah because i think they were struggling whole the whole time trying to be something new trying to do new things and then the first time they play to their strengths, they do amazingly, and they come second. Um, yeah, it's 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 much more expressive, and you you feel everything they're feeling much more. And and like I said earlier, Miju who just shouts at the end, and it like it looked like almost like an improv, but obviously it, it definitely wasn't. But her yeah. just shouting like "No" was like <laughs> maybe my favorite thing about the entire show. Well, it's a it's a really good song, and then. You contrast it with like if you watch Sixth Sense, you get the idea that they that they're not good at you know acting, expressing yeah. a certain character. But when they're when they're when they did cameo, I mean their acting was great. Yeah. You know they they were so expressive and so on point with you know what they were trying to portray. And then Omar Girl did Twilight, which is a song that they do in concert. It's a really good song to perform and they had uh they had kind of a horror vampire concept and some really cool choreography with the background dancers became a tree that swayed around and moved and and it was a 
you know, it's kind of staged as a musical almost with different scenes were happening. So that that's one of the things they did throughout the show so well was just the, the staging, the choreography, the, the mixing, the performances. And it really came, I mean, this was, I don't think it's quite as good as Destiny, but in the same category. Well, with Twilight, it's like a slightly simpler concept than, you know, Destiny and the, the next one. But the song itself, like, obviously they barely remixed it, but it's just such a banger. Like, the chorus is so good and so fun. It's that they can rely on that in some senses as well, is that they know they can do interesting things around it. But, like, they had the best song of the night by far, and they just, they went with it and they let it, they let it crush it, like, looking at the votes it's like the audience votes are insanely higher than everything else because because they knew that they could perform this song well and they they could like yeah twist it a tiny little bit but still have just an absolute classic kind of yeah euro pop banger and then just to like flip it and go for like the ones that you know kind of like miss the mark i think that you know starting with mamamoo like yeah it was a motive and everything but I'm pretty sure that's something they do in their concerts too, probably. Yeah, that's just the, like, let's slow things down. So just to explain, if you, if you haven't seen it, so they played videos of, you know, their past history together and so on, and basically then just sang a song, which which their vocals were great. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better performance, but it was just singing a song. Yeah, with... but in terms of, like, performances that, like, pull at your heartstrings, like, Bum was doing that the entire freaking show, and that never, <laughs> you know, like, turned out great for them, but, you know, Mamamoo does it, and because they're, like, the yeah. most popular act, like, everyone's like, oh my god, yes. Like, it was kind of forgettable to me, except for the fact that they played, like, their, um, their footage of when they were trainees and that's kind of like oh look how far we've come and like yeah, it's 100 percent something to do with concerts as well like i'd say that's ripped straight from what they do because every group does that does that with their like oh you know we were kids and we played and then now we're a group like it's just it's pretty it's pretty lazy have to be said yeah and then g idol i don't even remember what they did but they did the same thing that they have been doing <laughs> the entire thing the they did a song thing. called put it straight and they the concept was sort of that they were so heartbroken that they were crazy. Yeah, but it was you again know. a dark concept. The same. I thought it was good. I mean, it was similar to their other ones, but I thought they did yeah, it. Yeah, it was they a bit did over well. the top, maybe, but like Sujin again sold it really yeah. well. That bit where she wipes the lipstick off her mouth is 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 very overwrought, maybe, but it's it's still quite great. It's very dramatic, and So Yonagran is like crawling around the stage rapping at the same time i thought it was it was really good and they did bits where they overlapped the vocals as well with their sort of with oogie doing her sort of talky part over Mion's singing part which was new to the song mm-hmm. and i thought it worked really well This is the point where it really struck me that G Idol and the contrast between G Idol and Mamamoo. So Mamamoo, when they perform, they are always Mamamoo, right? Whatever they're doing, that's 
G Idol is the opposite. They are always whatever character they are. You know, Mama Moose having fun. They're performing. They're interacting with the crowd. G Idol is putting on a performance and and playing a role. They were like, they came on the show and they're like, we're gonna be like the weird ones, the weird freaky <laughs> ones, and that's what they delivered every performance. Every performance, they're freaky and they're weird. But moving on, I I honestly feel like AOA played themselves. And it was kind of lazy. And they were like, oh, so we have Cream. And then I have a few solo songs. So let's just do that. I think that they... So so you want to explain what they did? Oh, yeah. So So Sohyun couldn't participate on this round. So the rest of the members were kind of... left to do something on their own and instead of just like taking a they i mean aoa have great b-sides and and a-sides mm, <laughs> but <laughs> no but they had to i mean they had to perform something oh, yeah. new so so they could have like brought a b-side from you know the depths of their discography and just like rearrange it for for four members and they were kind of like oh you know what like you three are aoa cream i am jimin so let's just do our solo stages you know they did like the same thing that well not the same but you know they did the mamamoo thing where it was just like different performances and i feel like if they had found a way to like at the end come together as four even just like a dance break or something like it would have tied it together but it just felt like aoa cream and then jimin doing puss again with the end flying guy and that was it i mean sure it was rock version i don't i don't remember the original no it's just edm right yeah so so i mean there weren't bad performances but but yeah, like they kind of, I felt like they didn't try. No, but actually, maybe part of the reason was that is that I realized watching it that they obviously recorded this episode at the same time as the unit performances. Because when you're watching, when oh, they're watching yeah. the unit performance, you can see that unit is in her AOA cream outfit, and That's the true. others are in their outfits. So obviously, there's a lot to do. Not that that excuses it, because obviously they'll have the time. Yeah, because the, the I'm Jelly Baby remix was just really bad and pointless, which is like a song. I love AOA. I, I love that I, song. I, me too. And I think it's a really great vocal song. And they could have, I think, maybe looked at that a bit more. And then, yeah, brought Team in at the end. Like, Puss is like, it's fun. It's really, it's like, it's, I don't like it as a song, but it's kind of great what she did. And seeing her curse and everyone react is going fun. Oh, yeah. Um, like seeing the difference between which was like the it, it was a wrong episode to do it because it was when they had that like all the ajumas yeah. <laughs> as the, as the special the judges yeah. or whatever it was great seeing like all the lovelies like with the hands over their mouths gasping like and then oh my god we're like yeah and like Sungi was like on yeah. her feet like they were just so happy like uh, it was a lot of fun so that brings us to the comeback stages Right. These are all the new songs that were put together on the Queendom album. And the idea was that album sales was one part of the points for this round. And there was, I guess it was live. There was voting, live voting. What did you guys think overall of the, you know, I mean, if you think of it as an album, what did you think of the the songs? I think every song was good. Every performance was good. I I agree. I, I saw some people 
criticizing some of them, but I liked every one of them. I mean, even though I'm not a big fan of ballads, like Park Bomb's ballad as a ballad was yeah. good. Yeah, and I mean, and with Park Bomb, I think that because she kind of did the the Mama Moo thing where you know she played it with that kind of thing that like, oh, I used to be in a group, but it was kind of like bringing everything full circle because one one of her storylines throughout the entire thing was that you know, she felt weird because she wasn't with her members and she kept always like referencing them like, oh, I miss my members or this is hard because I'm used to being in a group and blah, blah, blah. So right. I felt like this was really cool. To, if it's just like the name of the song, like want to go back, I feel like it was really important. You wonder if the editing all along might have taken that into account sort of. I mean, I wouldn't put it past song. them, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they're gonna rig these shows, I feel like yeah, like Park Bomb needs a little bit of like you know some boosting. Going into it, I would have thought the Park Bomb song would be my least favorite song. But in terms of like looking at them together, is that because they all sort of sound like demos, and like the Oh My Girl song is almost entirely just a beat, and there's a barely any melodies to it, that the Park Bomb song actually works because it's so simple, and that it's focusing on her voice more so, and obviously the emotion and the, the memories behind it make it work. So that in terms of actual, like, just as a song, it works the best because. The rest of them were just, I don't know, completely forgettable to me. I thought, like, they each had interesting parts to them. Like, the loveliest song had a good chorus. AOA, um, I thought the intro was a lot of fun. And the the, uh, the dance break with Chen Mi beating the shit out of some guy. That, that dance was... break was really cool. Yeah, so that so that was, a, like, a choreographed yeah. fight yeah. scene with some stunt. She was great. Like, I think right. she could be, she should be an action movie star. Yeah. She should quit this stuff. AOA are going nowhere. <laughs> For me, what makes me think that it could have been rigged um, towards certain groups was like, like, Mamamoo was like too well put together. Mm. Like that was that was ready to just like drop at any time. Same, Same with, with Lion. Yeah. Because like I even got the press release when like as soon as it ended, like here's the music video. Like that was ready to you know like. Yeah. Go but out. they didn't. They didn't portray it as like you've got a week to write a song. Oh no! But... I, mean, it, I, I I think it was you know whatever you would normally do for yeah. A but some was... did look like they had more time to work on them. Yeah. Like I don't. That, that like, yeah, I don't, none of those songs I think would be a single in normal cases. You know, and it, the lovely song as well. Like, which is actually maybe my second favorite of them. But like, they didn't have a dance break. Most of the groups had a dance break. They just had dancers. They had yeah, no special effects at all. I mean, obviously they knew they weren't going to win, but obviously Mnet had decided long ago that they were not going to win. So they just gave them nothing, I guess. Oh My Girl song, Gorilla, is probably one of my favorite because of like, the lyrics, like, because it ties into the show of just, like, like you know, like, we're fighting for our dreams and this is what we want and let's take the crown and blah, blah, blah. And, like, putting it, like, that's one thing that I had uh, an issue with G-Idol's Lion that um, 
I don't this is like just me maybe I'm weird but it like rubbed me the wrong way that it's the final and they come out and it's like you you haven't won you didn't win but you come out with a song (laughs) that is like I'm the queen and here's my throne and they're even doing like the crown choreograph from like the unit stages that because they do the a crown and they do that exact same crown in their performance and I'm just like you haven't even won and you're like you're in a competition and you're just like I'm the queen like regardless and here's my throne and here's my crown and it's like you haven't won Alexis this is competition (laughs) (laughs) it is a competition but I saw it as in poor taste well I think oh my girl's probably my favorite of of the songs too but i think that lion is is underrated i think that's a good a good song it it really highlights minnie's voice you know and even uki's low the low you know parts in that song and the chorus is really good but i i actually did really like sorry by aoa because i feel like like it's something different from them we've never seen that Um, i mean granted like it was kind of bad that it was so similar to Mama Moose Destiny mm-hmm. and the cowboy I mean, concept. I'm, yeah, the cowboy concept, but I still think that they were really different, but really similar at the same time. But I really like that AOA, you know, like just to see how like the sexiness of their of their concept has evolved. Like it's not as overt anymore. Or at least in the song, like who knows what will happen when they actually make a comeback. But I really like that that it was, you know, it was just kind of like you know, like when you grow up and you don't have to just wear revealing clothes to be sexy, like it's just like in your personality and like how you carry yourself. Like it was very grown to me, like grown AOA. And I really like that. And also any any song that has a chorus that says, sorry, 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 is Alexis is on board with that. <laughs> I mean, it got some points because of right. that. But also Lovely's Moonlight, like the lyrics, like queens of like anti-toxic relationships like i would not (laughs) expect that from lovelies honestly so it was cool like it wasn't like i honestly can't tell you off the top of my head a lovely song that i like but this one i'm like okay lovelies i see you and it wasn't a cute concept yeah i mean i can't think of a i can't think of a lovely song on the top of my head that i don't like there you go (laughs) but yeah overall they i feel like they all did really well um in terms of performances oh my girls gorilla like with the with the ropes like that was like i've i had never seen that from like before you know and mama moose was interesting but it but it it's it's mama moon like i felt like because it was the end they were like okay no like we're closing it and it's the last song like we need to dance we need to like i felt like they felt like okay we need to like add something new and it worked to their advantage i thought it was a great performance but it wasn't exactly my favorite i did like that big line that they they shout out towards the end i can't remember it was like i can live forever or whatever oh, i can't wait forever yeah, yeah, yeah but it kind of really works to their strength as well and in the way that they obviously like shout with the crowd and they're like let's go let's go and that's something that they can just it's a part of the song as well as you know a part of the audience interaction which is great and moonbill's Moon rap was was really strong as well the second one i think um was one of the yeah the major standouts of all the last few songs was was moonbill moonbill again (laughs) 
So the winners, as most people I think predicted from the start, were Mamamoo, probably based on album sales and and live votes. The last round was worth a lot more than than the other rounds. I think the uh, surprise though was that Oh My Girl was second place. Yeah, and you know they won two rounds. You know, they they really crushed yeah. it. I think that when the the show started, like everyone just ex- because of how it started, also everyone just expected that G Idol was going to be like the group and it was Mm -hmm. it was so interesting to watch just how oh my girl like just you know kept getting better and better every episode like you actually saw a growth in them and i and i think that's i mean i understand why they didn't win but you know like i think they're the true winners of the show but they were a runner-up um the winners were actually mamamoo which everyone knew that was gonna happen but I think that Oh My Girl won in the fact that they got to actually like show themselves. Like we all know Mamamoo can do that, even without going to their concerts. Like we know that's Mamamoo. Then they do it really well and that's, you know, what they're known for. But I feel like the audience actually got to you know, like get to know um Oh My Girl in a different light. And I think that's why they're the true winners of this competition. Yeah, in terms of real life difference it's actually going to help oh my girl probably way more than it's going to help mamamoo yeah for sure and the same with idol as well like idol are probably fairly set even without this show the only ones who stand it to to gain were the other four and oh my girl and aoa i think have definitely got that loveliness have sort of stayed where they are and bomb i feel like she could go and do something from here i'd like to see it you know her solo singles have been actually strong um and her voice is still there she just shouldn't dance. Yeah, I mean, she's really charted well in Korea. Yeah, I mean, she, like, she does very. So I don't know if she needed a boost, but it's good to get her back in the mainstream as a, you know, yeah. beloved yeah. idol. Yeah, just like re reintroduce her into like the public's like consciousness of like, like yeah, it's not just an artist that does well and like people download their songs, but like is on TV, which is often you know how these acts do really well because they're like always in the public well let's move on to our picks we're going to instead of doing uh just picks from the k-pop world we're going to limit ourselves to the songs in the show because there are oh so many yeah yeah well i think i mentioned it a bit earlier but my favorite is definitely oh my girl's destiny i think to add to what i i said earlier in terms of remixing a song that they had like originally get and we talked about all the others but no one actually changed the song as much as they did well actually no they they took a very um big kind of cosmic idea song filled with like these ideas and made it very specific to like a historical era and stripped down the instrumental made it move in a way that allowed them to create this new dance for it a little bit more traditional, but a little bit more, a little bit more free, I guess, than kind of the lovely style of very particular, you know, simple, refined moves. And again, it, it introduced them to the show and allowed them to kind of, you know, I, I think it was their best performance, but that's not to say that they got worse from there. Like we saw throughout, it kind of, it was the catalyst for their, their journey to coming second and doing a lot of really impressive things and showing themselves to be one of the great 
girl groups of this new generation. Cosine. Everything that you said. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite um, performance of the season was AOA's egotistic and like Joe Joe will testify to this. I've never been like the biggest advocate for AOA, but I think that this performance was kind of like what made me change my mind with them and like see them in another light. I don't think it registered with the people who were there, like what was happening because of how they voted, but like we saw when once the performance aired like that was the most talked about performance and it was because like sure this was AOA doing um Moo song with like a very Mama Moo concept because I think they mentioned it at the beginning where Mama, when they saw them in the in the suits and they were like oh but like this song doesn't go with like the the suits that's other songs but just bringing out I mean the like the dancers like the vulgars and everything and you know like playing with this you know like this binary of like what's feminine and what's masculine and what's strong and what's sexy I thought that they sparked like a really important conversation like it wasn't even just about like how good the performance was it was just like the conversation that it sparked over like you know gender gender norms and everything and you know just coming from AOA like you would expect this to come from Mama Moo from Brown Eyed Girls which they later did with their latest concept but anyway beside the point but but it was AOA and I thought it was really cool for them and it made me like on a personal level it made me like you know have like this expect or not expectations but just like look forward to what they will do when they actually make a comeback well i absolutely agree with both of you i think if i had to choose my favorite it would be oh my girls destiny egotistic when I heard that, the first thing I'd, I wanted to do was track it down and get it in my sure. music library. I think just the performance was great, but just the yeah. song itself was great. But I'm going to use my pick. And by the way, Twilight by Oh My Girl would be right up there with both of those two. Um, but I'm not going to use that as my pick because I want to defend Lion. <laughs> <laughs> Defending the fence. G Idol's Lion. It's, it, I mean, it's a very G Idol song. Uh, Soyeon wrote it, of course, like like most of their title tracks, or maybe all of them. I'm not sure. I think probably my favorite part is just the chorus. It's so catchy. It's got you know, even though it's got those sort of nonsense syllables in it, which I probably makes it even more catchy. But the verses are good too. You know, a lot of times verses are just sort of marking time until you get to the chorus. But I think the verses have a lot of interest and momentum, sort of keeps you going. I, I really like how Minnie's voice is used. I really thought when I first heard the song, I thought it was uh, Uki at the start of the song because it's such a low voice, but Minnie did a great job with that. You know, the rap breaks, I'm not usually a big fan of rap breaks. I did like the, there was a nice little touch. When Soyeon's doing her rap break, she's she's rapping really fast and, you know, you can tell it's just has to all be in one breath. And when she gets to the end of it, there's a little 
spot where she takes a breath at the end. I thought that was kind of clever. And the stage, I don't know, I didn't see the stage the same way that, that you did, uh, Alexis. It, it was, I mean, sure, it was over the top, like everything that G-Idol does, but if you don't like over the top, like why are you following K-pop? I admit you know I mean? my bias. I was just, <laughs> I was just bored. That that's not directed at you. That's just. No, no, I know, but I'm, I'm defending myself, saying that I personally was bored. That it was just like it's the same. Well, one reason you might have been bored. This really struck me going back and and watching some of the performances. The intro to that song on the stage. There's a two and a half minute intro. Plus, it sounds like Han. Yeah, but Han is good. When the footage um, of her like composing it, like I thought she was just like playing Han for fun, and when I saw that it like made it into the into the final song, I was just like, oh, maybe you know, I don't know. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like it it it's it's something you expect from G Idol. So there's been some talk about another season of this. I don't know if another. Uh, I don't know if this would work with boy groups or anything what do you guys think about repeating this uh queendom concept i don't think they should like they should do it for boy groups like boy groups have the spotlight as is and they're able to do you know because at the beginning at the beginning um i don't remember what group who said it i think it was mama move when they were saying like oh we don't have so many um opportunities to show like you know, like these big performances outside of of award shows. So this is like a cool opportunity for us. And that, you know, you you see boy groups do crazy stuff all the time. Like, I don't think they need that platform. No. Like, if they want to continue it with girl groups, like, I think, like, they should. They should just bring girl groups that are, like, in the same, like, tier. You know, like, don't group Mama Moo with, well, you know. Yeah, that's the problem with it's going to be hard to find another group of six, another six groups that may be at the same level or maybe here's one. Well, do it with rookies. Yeah. Like if they would just do it with rookies, like I think that would level the playing field a little bit more. And, and if you're talking about like giving them a platform, like they're rookies, like just, you know, let them do their thing or something. Yeah. No one will watch it though. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Can the really- produced shows are trainees. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point. I guess it's Mnet. People will probably watch it regardless. Yeah, they they're forced to watch it. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they do that. But, um, but it, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see some more. I just don't know. Like it, the the mix was really good. Of you know, AOA and Park Bomb trying to make well, Park Bomb less so, but trying to make comebacks. You know, some rookie groups, some groups who have been around for a while. Like Lovelies have been around for like ages. And they kind of have always been kind of high selling, but never like amazingly well. Um, maybe the problem is the voting system then. Yeah, probably. Like maybe like, okay, bring really different groups and acts if you want, but figure out a better way for voting because like, 
that's where fans don't get me started on mnet voting system <laughs> exactly right so i don't like i don't i mean i don't have anything to propose i don't know how you would make it less shady or you know or more equal but i feel like the just taking out you know like the corrupt thing like it's just confusing and unnecessary so i think in this case there was so much less at stake that it made it it, it that was actually a benefit to the show. True. You know, of course that was also one of the running gags was team, especially Jim and talking about how she didn't care about the rankings and then <laughs> Once they go, go demonstrating down. that she cared a lot about the rankings. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that sums up the Queendom experience. Okay. Thanks so much guys. That's, um, that's a wrap on the Queendom episode. I hope you enjoyed listening and watching um, the show and maybe you're excited for some more um, Stephen where can everyone find you online and such on Twitter I'm at Tennessee Appeal and Alexis you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at H-O-E underscore D-O-Y-A-N nice and I am on Twitter at Captain Joe Hook you can listen to this episode on all your favorite podcast uh, stations like iTunes and Stitcher on Spotify, uh, Google Play Music. Um, you can subscribe there as well to catch some more. We have some pretty cool ideas on the on the way. Follow Cultine and Kpop Unmuted at Kpop Unmuted and at Cultine. Those things as well. Um, thanks again to Scott for always editing so well. And I guess that's it. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Bye.